Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Bart Winkler, Kevin Holden in for Chuck Freeman, who is a little under the weather but apparently has an Eric name allergy. Joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, Coach Names of the Athletic. Hey, buddy. Man, I'm I, uh, I'm just hurt. Uh, you know, I'm just hurt. It seems like I, I thought we had a good run going. It had been months since Chuck had avoided me, and now all of a sudden it's back. First couple of Fridays we had Eric on. Chuck wasn't here, and Eric thought it was a little personal, and I thought they smoothed it over, but... Maybe today means otherwise. So you see me eating what I'm what I'm trying to. I I want to say something here, and I'm I'm. Oh, eating you it. should probably just keep your mouth shut. I probably should. Uh, name okay. It's like we just discovered Twitter polls on the station because I've been throwing a bunch out over the last couple of days, and I want to okay. tell you about this one. So we put who's your favorite team like right now, and if you had to pick a favorite team, not even of the moment, but you can only choose one to be here for the rest of time. And actually, the Brewers won. The Brewers won that poll. Packers were a close second, and then the Bucks were third. And when we asked people about that, it was a lot of, you know, growing up, it was the Packers. That's where I'm growing up. I mean, I like the Bucks and Brewers, but every just everything seemed to center around the Packers. And I feel like when we ask that question in 20 years, it's going to be people saying, growing up, it was the Bucks. Growing up, it was Giannis. It was the way that I think that the Bucks should they keep this going for a little bit, uh, they're going to make this conversation a lot closer than maybe it was this time around. I think it speaks to just having a transcendent superstar. Like that, uh, that to me does a whole lot. And, you know, like when you think of, oh, you know, when I was growing up, it was blank. Like, I think for the Packers, it was like, oh, you know, when I was growing up, it was Favre, right? Like uh, Brett Favre was, was the man. And that was, that was why I liked the Packers. And, you know, probably for the last 10 years or so, uh, for people growing up during that period, it would have been like, well, you know, when I was growing up, it was Aaron Rodgers. Like, that that was what did it. And, you know, if you go back further, like, I, I know, you know, like some of people around, like, my parents' age or, you know, maybe uh, a little bit younger would be like, oh, you know, it was Robin Young, right? Like, uh, to me, that that does so much, just having the – kind of the year-in, year-out uh, consistency. Just ha- just knowing that that person is going to be there. And, you know, I do wonder if there's a chance that that's what it becomes with Giannis. Obviously, he has a, he has a Supermax extension to sign next summer uh, to keep him here for a couple more years and, you know, probably to try to keep him here for the length of his career. So, uh, you know, if that gets signed, uh, I, don't, I don't think you're all that far off in thinking that, you know, maybe it could be the Bucks because you you add Giannis to the fact that a new arena has been built, and uh, you know there's some good things going on downtown because of all of that. Like, you know, it could really be a, a time that becomes dominated by the Bucks, but there there is still you know some thought of whether or not they can keep that going. So we'll see if they can you know kind of keep that good vibe going and and keep it. 
uh, holding out for a couple more years. You got a transcendent star, you got a new arena, but the other thing you have is the best record in the NBA. And the crazy thing about the looking at the standings is you've got two and a half games on the Raptors and seven and a half on Indiana and more on everybody behind, which means the the Bucks have been in this position where they've had the best record in the league for a long time. This is not one of those things where two teams side by side are making each other better, pushing each other. The Bucks are just better. They're out in front of the field. I the the question where I'm leading with this is I I think Budenholzer deserves a lot of credit for for kind of letting the Bucks play you know, without that sort of side-by-side team. I mean, they're playing their best ball without that competition right there. Is that is that a sign of a, a good coach that he's kept them at this strong level? Yeah, I mean, at the start of the year, I will say I was genuinely annoyed with how much, um, you know, we just worry about today talk there was. You know, like, yeah, you know, we, we're just thinking about ourselves. We're, we're trying to make ourselves better. We're we're thinking about, you know, how we can get better today. That is our main concern. And it was like, well, you know, you won seven games, then you lost the Celtics. Like, Aren't you worried about the Celtics? Or, oh, you know, you had all these wins and, you know, the Raptors are in town and, you know, the Raptors are very good. Like, don't you worry about that? Or, oh, you're playing the Warriors. Like, isn't that a game to, you know, kind of get up for? And the answer was always the same. And it was just like, you know, like we don't, we don't really worry about those other teams. We just worry about ourselves and trying to make ourselves better. And, you know, as a, as a reporter, that's obnoxious, right? Like, uh, <laughs> like, like that can't actually be what you think and how you go about this. Like, there's got to be big games that you get up for because, well, that, that, that's how I want it to be because that would lead to more drama and, you know, make me think about bigger story ideas and stuff like that. But, Really, that is how they kind of treat this. Like, this is just how they go about their business. And, you know, when you talk about being the lead team and, you know, kind of being the pace car for the rest of the NBA, like, yeah, you got to, you have to be able to have that type of attitude, that type of approach. Otherwise, you are always going to be looking for someone else to push you. And they don't really have any concerns about anyone else. It is just about them and it is just about, you know, being the best that they can every day. And, you know, I, I thought it was uh, some BS at the start of the season, but it is really, truly how they feel about it and how they approach the game. You know, I was reading uh, one of the pieces you did, I think this week or late last week, where you were showing some video at The Athletic as we talked to Eric Name here. And there's a difference defensively without George Hill. He should be back tonight. I think he's listed as probable. I mean, he is a bigger piece to this team, Eric, than I would have thought when I thought it was just a salary swap back in November. Yeah, I think there's there's part of me that wonders if Bucks fans should be a little bit uncomfortable with how big of a deal it is, uh, because you know you would think George Hill is what the sixth or seventh best player on the team. You know, now with Nikola Mirotic, maybe you add the five starters Mirotic and then George Hill is you know, your seventh or, or eighth best player. So it, it's somewhat concerning, but when you look at how he kind of fits in, I think it makes a little bit more sense. Like, one, he's their backup point guard, and not playing with a point guard or, you know, trying to cobble together some uh, 
some shooting guards that are point guards, like pushing Malcolm Brogdon into a role that you know, he's not particularly good at playing point guard. Like trying to do all of that just leads to general frustrations and general struggles because, you know, you just don't have someone to get you into your offense. You don't have someone to run the show. Like that is a real thing. And we've now seen it two years in a row. Last year uh, we had that stretch where, uh, you know, we saw Matthew Dellavedova was out. Uh, we saw Malcolm Brogdon was out. So it would be Eric Bledsoe, and then they were playing like Brandon Jennings. And that's a concern. Um, so we're seeing that, you know, backup point guard is really something that matters in the NBA. And now we've seen it two years in a row. Uh, but the Bucks kind of knew that when they were trading Delhi away to get rid of his contract and uh, to bring George Hill in. And then George Hill got hurt. So that's a little bit of concern. And then defensively, he's just so big for this team because uh, the the first thing is, you know, I've written at The Athletic about how special Eric Bledsoe's skill is in being able to get over screens, avoid screens. Like, no one touches him when they try to run a pick and roll against the Bucks. Like, you, you just can't, you, you can't manage to get a body on him. He's so slippery and so good at that. But George Hill is also really good at it. He, he does a nice job getting skinny and, and avoiding screens, and then you add in, uh, you know, a 6'6 wingspan, like these long arms that just frustrate people, and all of a sudden you have a, a spot where no matter who you're playing for that night, no matter how good that guard is, Eric Bledsoe goes out, tags in George Hill, and you still have a, a guy that's just going to be a pain. You're going to have to find a way to try to get around those two, and it's really difficult. And then, you know, you add in the fact that sometimes you could go Bledsoe and Hill, uh, you can do some different things defensively because Hill can also cover shooting guards. Uh, and then all of a sudden you just realize that you're really missing out defensively. And, and that's what it's been without Hill. So uh, it, it will mean something to get him back. And like I said, even though he is maybe the seventh or eighth, eighth best player on the team, what he brings is so important that it does really have a true big impact on this team. So the the weird thing about where the Bucks have been leading into the playoffs this year, as opposed to the teams of the past, is that you know guys like Pau Gasol, you know, picking him up, Miritich picking him up, and this is something that we saw teams elsewhere do, but the Bucks would never have been that team. But now they have become this sort of quiet destination in the East, and I I don't know if we see the impact as much now. But the question is, will you think? Do you think you'll see that a little more April into May, where the depth on the roster is veteran, experienced, tested depth? Yeah, it's funny. It's kind of the article I'm working on right now is just, you know, this general idea that a guy like Nikola Mirotic is going to say that coming to Milwaukee is like winning the lottery. What? <laughs> that that's actually how free agents feel like. Yeah, a surefire Hall of Famer in Pau Gasol went out of his way to get bought out to come to Milwaukee. Like that is a thing that is happening, and uh, Gasol is you know not all that useful at this point in his career. He is more of an insurance policy for you know an injury to Brooke Lopez or something like that. But just the fact that that's what people want to do, and that's how people feel when they come here, um, you know, speaks to the kind of insane transformation that the Milwaukee has had, that this franchise has had, that people now want to come here. And, you know, I do think it really can make a difference. And, you know, I think how you see it with Miritich is that the night where the nights where he is on, 
I'm not going to guarantee a 130, but it feels like the nights where he is on, all of a sudden the Bucks offense takes on this this whole new, this even you know further, this even greater approach where all of a sudden it's just like you don't have a chance to score with them. Like if Nikola Mirotic is on, you cannot score with this team, no matter how bad the defense is, no matter how much they miss George Hill. Like you're just not going to be able to score with them. And, you know, there's been also nights where Mirchich has been on and then you've had two or three of the regulars that are off, but that's enough. Like, that's enough offense to get you through. So it just gives them another weapon and another player that you're going to have to find a way to stop defensively. And if you don't do so and you don't cover him, uh, he can beat you. And, and that is just so huge when it gets to playoff time. Coach Names, Eric Name of The Athletic. Thank you. Have a great weekend. And we'll talk next week, buddy. I look forward to it. Maybe Freens will show up next time. Uh, no, next Friday he is off. He takes off for the tournament. Oh wow! So, wow. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'll have to. I will talk to you a, then. I'm gonna have a nice long talk with Freens when I see him at a Bucks game next week. Uh, we'll, we'll have to talk about this and figure it out. Does it? Does this mean it's gonna be the three of us again? You and me and Name next Friday? No, we're letting Horvat get some shine next okay. week. Yeah. Rock and roll. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, friends will be at the game on Sunday. You can rub it in his face Sunday. Oh, I will. Don't 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 doubt it. I will. Yeah, Eric. Thank you. We'll see you soon. All right, see you guys. Eric Name joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local, common sense lending to your community since 1935. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.